amazing. Wanna leave my old life behind. You're listening to the Create What You Speak podcast. My intention is to change the lives of one million women, one podcast at a time. Now let's get started. Thunder, feel the thunder. My name is Sloan Fremont, and today I'm going to talk to you about ghosts. My time is wasted. This can't be right. And I can't let go. Someone I wanted the most. Still on fire. I'm not a letter to ghosts. Alright, so nope, we are not going to be talking about the paranormal in this episode, but what we are going to be talking about is the ghosts that reside in our minds and hearts and continue to haunt us to this day. I got the idea for today's show after watching The Haunting of Hill House on Netflix, and I had a lot of time at the end of 2018 and ended up watching way more TV than usual. But the series, I think, was one of the best I've ever watched, and I feel like for me it rated right up there with two of my other all-time favorites, which were Six Feet Under and Lost. And so I'm going to be talking about elements of that show today and potentially some spoilers. So if you have not watched the series, pause this episode, go back and watch all 10 episodes of that show and come back and listen to this. And I promise you, you won't be sorry. So as always, take what resonates with you from this week's show and leave the rest. All right. So, you know, I first thought that this show was going to be some dumbass haunted thriller, and I really had no interest in it for the longest time. And I kept skimming past it every time I saw it on Netflix, but Multiple people kept telling me that I should watch it, and I know by now that when I hear things more than once that it's not a coincidence, that there's usually something deeper going on there. And so I listened, and I'm so glad I did this time because I feel like this show had so much to teach me. So the premise of the story is this family of seven that move into this big house for the summer with the plans of renovating it and selling it, turning it around quickly. But as the show begins, each of the family members start to experience a series of paranormal events that weave between the present and the past. And the reason I'm discussing this show is because I think it was it was such a great metaphor for the way we go through life and the demons that each of us that we create, but that we also face. And I feel like the show was how I always say songs are for me. You know, often the reason why I love music and love songs so much is because they put into words thoughts and feelings that I cannot express in in my own on my own. And so I feel like the show really did this for me. It it it, it was the equivalent of a song for me. And I was so, <clears throat> so struck by this show to the point where, I mean, I watched it for long periods of time without even moving. And I hardly even noticed that time go by. And that never happens to me. I was totally captivated by this show. And I also think it was so well written because it illustrates, I felt like with precision ghosts that we carry with us in our own lives. And in the show, the house is a metaphor for the ghosts that we create and, and that live within us, like within our minds. And one of the big themes of the show was this red room. And in the show, the room, it, it, it changed depending on the person who was in it. And that, that room became exactly what the person needed to be able to survive their own demons. And I feel like that's like, how often do we do that in our own lives, right? We fabricate something to make it what we need so that we can get by. And so I was reading this article, which I'm going to link to in the show notes, that I feel like explained the ending. And I wanted to share a few of these parts with you because I feel like they're way better written than I could could write. So here's, here's the part that I really liked. Trauma builds walls. 
Left, un- left untended, they keep going. Soon you're trapped in a house of its making, with long hallways leading nowhere, empty rooms, doors that swing open and slam shut by the weather of your moods. You climb the stairs and shout through the windows, hungry for a way out, lost in the labyrinth sinew of personal devastation. Some of us find escape, some of us don't. The Haunting of Hill House uses Shirley Jackson's famous novel as a roadmap to explore this house-as-a-body metaphor, and it does so with a profound and precise tenderness. Creator and director Mike Flanagan crafts a wholly unique haunted house fable, abandoning the book's paranormal investigation plot, using the hollow halls of a disordered mansion to tell the story of the disordered family who lives there. The hidden ghosts of Hill House aren't nameless spooks trapped between spiritual realms. They are personal manifestations for the people they haunt. Visual aids for the truth they must accept and vanquish. It's not a paranormal story so much as a meditation on the distinct way grief and trauma maim the living. I, I don't know. That that to me, that description, I feel like everybody can relate to that, right? We all have been there or maybe we're there now. And so we can all relate to that. And there are many variations of grief for each each person on this on the show. And I'm not gonna get into that because we wouldn't have enough time on this show to do that. But um one of the another part of this article, the best quote I felt like that was in the article was this. Ghosts that may or may not exist, but they are they are wildly real to the women they break. Ghosts that may or may not exist, but they are wildly real to the women they break. I don't know that, that quote for me, like gave me chills because I, it got me thinking really about the ghosts that we create in our own lives. You do it. I do it. We all do it. Right. And those stories that we tell ourselves over and over again to the point that they become true in our mind and those ghosts that, that show up and we let them, right? Let's be clear. We let them show up to sabotage our relationships with others and ourselves, even our, our success, our happiness and, and just our general unwillingness to let them go, to let go of that burden of those ghosts so that we can walk forward with a lighter load. And as I mentioned, the the red room, that, that red room that we all create to survive these ghosts, right? The drugs, the alcohol, the perfectionism, the control, the sex, like the seeking and the validation, all of those things we use as coping mechanisms to survive those ghosts that we've created that, and we've invited in and let stay in our lives. I, I cried at several of these episodes, but by the ending, I mean, I was sobbing. Like I was crying my eyes out because I felt like I got it. Like I got what they meant about all of these things that haunt us. And I don't know if it was because we're at the, the turn of a new year, but I feel like somehow this show helped me to let all of the shit that I had been going through go. Like it, it let, I, I was able to let go of all of those old things from 2018 that I was still dragging around with me, right? All the disappointments, the false starts, my own shit that had haunted me that I was so sick of holding on to. I let it go. And, and I don't mean to be overly dramatic here about a TV show, but I swear to you, something clicked with me at the ending of this. And it was like my subconscious got it because ever since then, I, I felt lighter. I felt better. And, and I feel like that show helped me get it all out. And so as I was thinking about how to talk about this topic for the show, I guess what I really wanted to talk about, why I wanted to talk about it, because I wanted each of you listening to think about the ghosts in your own life. Those, those ghosts that are haunting you and the walls that you've put up on whatever that is for you that you've left unattended and let continue without paying much attention to. And I wanted to ask you today, are you ready to let those things go? Are you ready to get rid of those ghosts in your life that are holding you back? And 
you know, I always, it, when I do the show, I always, obviously the point of the, the, the topics I talk about is to offer some advice, something from my own life that has worked to, um, to get me through whatever the topic is that we're talking about. And, and to be honest on, on this one, I wish there was some five step process I could give you to, you know, get the ghosts to go away in your life. But honestly, there isn't one. And it's not just, this isn't just some, you know, boom, 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 bang it out. We're done process and I'm good. Right. That's not it. It it, it can be long. It can be an ugly process. It can be scary, but if any healing is going to take place, it's got to be real. It's got to be real. It can't be some superficial on the surface activities you're doing to check a box. Right. I mean, I, I did this when I went through your, you know, whatever that is now three or so years ago when my ex and I broke up and I feel like I was just broken wide open. I mean, I was, I thought I was going to die. Not, not because of him as a, as a person. It was the the things that he showed me and the things that I needed to face within myself. And nobody wants to go through the process, right? Because it's like, Oh my God, I don't want to have to deal with this. However long it's going to take to get through this. I just want to be good. I just want to feel good. I just want to get, you know, and that's why we resort to those things in the red room, right? We go to the drinking or the, the drugs or the sex or the dating or the who knows, right? Whatever it is, we do that to escape what we really need to face about ourselves. And I'm here to tell you the, the red room, it works for a while, but at some point you're going to have to come face to face with yourself. And if you're not ready today, then that's fine. That's totally fine. You don't have to do it today. But if you are ready, I'm being real with you. This isn't just some, some, you know, check, check, check type type of thing. And it's going to look, it's going to look different for each of you listening. I mean, there are various layers to our ghosts that are so deep for some of us, but for some of us, depending on the topic, you know, they're not going to be as far rooted. So there's no, there's no right way to do this. There's certainly no best way to do this because, you know, it's going to be different. Like I said, for everybody based on what they, they went through, but I just know in my own life, it's like, I got so exhausted by carrying the weight of all of these ghosts around it. Like I was tired of being in resistance with myself, right? Like I was, I was tired of the resistance with my own self and, or something I always like to say is I was sick of myself on the, uh, I, I was sick of my own self on the topic, right? Like I'm sick to death of how I'm showing up in, in this topic in my life. And it just gets to a point where we become ready for clarity, right? We want the answers. We want that breakthrough because we're, we're not only tired of the resistance, but we know, you know, we know we're worthy of it and we know that something else is possible. And that's really what I, when I changed my life, like that was kind of how that, that process started for me. So I don't have a process today for you to follow, to retrieve these ghosts and, you know, get them out of your life. But what I do have to offer you today with this episode is the exploration of the acknowledgement and, and, or acceptance that your ghosts are there. And and we all have them. There's nothing to be ashamed of, right? I mean, I'm not perfect. I'm by no means saying that I still have them too, but I'm actively working on them. I can definitely say that. And, And if you're ready to do that, if you're ready to get rid of them, I think personally, one of the best questions you can ask yourself is, is what's my next logical step? Like, what's the next thing I need to do about this? Because like I said, when we, when we, when we think of healing a topic, it can seem so overwhelming and so impossible and so far away that this question of what's my next logical step, it it keeps you from 
from freaking out about that way off in the distance time. And it keeps you focused on what you can do now and what, what, what can happen in the present to heal yourself. And that's really what we're after. That's what we're doing with this question. We're asking it again and again, every day, every hour, if we have to, and it's going to lead us to a, a lot of small steps and a lot of small actions that over time, we're going to start to notice that yes, things are changing, right? Well, they're changing. If you listen to the answer, <laughs> you have to listen to what comes up for yourself, right? This isn't something that you can go ask your mom or your husband or your best friend. This is what for you, you have to really be able to listen to your own self in this. And, and you'll, you'll start to notice over time. If you do listen that, you know, you'll wake up one day and, and you won't feel as shitty as you did the day before. You may not be a hundred percent, but maybe you've got a 10% improvement or, or, you know, whatever the number is. Um, and you can ask that question anytime, right? If you meditate, ask it during meditation, ask it before you go to bed and ask to be, you know, for answers to come to you in your dreams or, you know, to, to come when you wake up in the morning or do it at the end of your yoga class when your mind is relaxed or like I said, whenever you want and, and just see what comes up for you. See what your soul, what your, your intuition, your, your higher self has to offer you. And you may have to ask this if you're not that in touch with yourself or this is a newer process for you, you may have to ask that question a lot before you can find hear the answer, but keep asking yourself the question and, and, and I'll clarify how you know it's coming from your soul or your higher self or whatever you want to call it. The answer, the answer you get will be positive. Any negative answer you get, it's, it's coming from your ego. So you know, it's coming from your, your soul, your, your, yourself, because the, the answer will be positive. So if it's not a positive answer, don't follow it because it's not coming from that part of you that, that loves you. So keep asking yourself that question and, and honor that part of yourself and do the thing. Take the next logical step. It may be seeking help from a professional. It may be talking through a friend to a friend, buying a book, taking a class. I don't know what that is for you, but I know you will know because it will feel right to you. It will feel good to you. And whatever comes up for you, it's going to be moving you away from feelings of frustration, lack of self-worth, like feeling not good enough or having to prove yourself or just feeling this like small, shrunk and otherwise dim and depleted version of yourself. It's going to take you away from that into feeling light, hopeful, like a breakthrough is coming, like possibilities, like, like you're fully seen, honored and supported. And I mean, some of this stuff is pretty heavy, right? And this is no joke. So if you do feel called to get professional help, do not feel guilty or bad about that. I mean, I myself spent many years in therapy and I want you to know there is never any shame in asking for help. We weren't meant to go through this alone. Okay. So I know that was a lot of heavy stuff today and I know I don't always, um, talk about things in this way, but I felt it was necessary today. Um, I feel like someone listening needed to hear this and I needed to talk about the show because it had such an impact on me. I mean, it literally helped me clear some things up that I had been dragging around. I'm not saying that's going to help and have the same effect on every one of you. I hope it provides you with some clarity. My intention with this episode was that it would help you in some way unlock a missing piece for you that would help other things click into place for you to grow and, and move into a better place. Um, but to, so to recap today's show, one of my favorite shows of all time I just recently finished was called Haunting of Hill House. And in the show, they use this, this house as a metaphor for a body and, and they illustrate through, um, weaving through past and present events to show how we build these walls up to try to keep our ghosts out. But then how over time those walls 
we become trapped in those walls when they're not tended to. And they, be, they grow to the point where, um, you know, we're, we're almost paralyzed by our own making really. And I wanted to talk about it because like I said, I, I wanted each of you listening to think about the ghosts in your own life and, and those ghosts that are haunting you, that are holding you back, those walls you you've put up, whatever that is for you that you've left unattended and, and just let continue maybe without even noticing, but, th- but you know that they're still there. And the question today, I'll ask it again, is are you ready to let those go? Are you ready to get rid of those ghosts in your life that are holding you back? And that was really the point of today's show, just to have a, a discussion around that and, um, you know, admit that we all have ghosts that exist and then tune into ourself to figure out what is it that we need to do next about this? And not everybody's going to be ready for that. And that is totally okay. But if you are ready, um, that's, that's for me, that's how, that's the question I ask myself. So that's what I offer you today. It's not going to resonate with everybody. Maybe there's a better question that you, that comes up for you as you're listening to this. And if that's the case, follow it and go for it for sure. Um, that's just one of the questions that I use for myself to keep myself in check and, um, to stay more present in whatever I'm dealing with. So that's it for today's show on ghosts. Um, we talk about the show the, or the songs that I picked. Um, so the intro song is called letters to ghosts by Lucy Silvis. Okay. Obviously couldn't help not pick this song. Number one, I love this song. It was the first song I heard from Lucy years ago. Absolutely love her. She's playing in Nashville tonight and I'm actually missing, missing that show because I'm too tired to go. And I know that sounds, um, very fancy problem like, but, <laughs> um, that's the truth for tonight. Um, so letters to ghosts by Lucy Silvis. Okay. And the outro song. Okay. This is neon gravestones by 21 pilots. And I actually wasn't going to play this song. This was a, when I thought about what songs I wanted to go with this episode, I wasn't going to play this one, but then I decided I was because it needs to be heard. Um, so part of the lyrics, neon gravestones try to call for my bones. And so what it's really talking about is glorifying those who have committed suicide. And let me say, I had a boyfriend kill himself when we were dating back um, in my 20s and also had a cousin kill himself. So I am familiar with this topic um, and it's definitely not a light one. But the song is about glorifying those who have committed suicide and romanticizing the idea of taking your own life. So again, it's a heavy topic, but, um, I don't know. I just felt like I I liked the song. Um, I like the part at the end where he talks about, um, let me see if I can find the the lines here. Yeah. He talks about spending time talking to, to people who are older and listen to their stories of survival and love and of life and in hopes to get some answers. And in the lyrics go find your grandparents or someone of age, pay some respects to the path that they paved to the life they were dedicated. Now that should be celebrated. And I don't know. I thought I, I like the controversy that the song brings up as well. Um, and I, when I was reading an article about this, they were talking about the, um, you know, he was talking about that he hoped people understood what he was trying to say in the song, you know, that he, he's not trying to, he's basically singing what he would want to hear if he was in that place, I guess. And so anyway, interesting song, interesting topic that goes, is heavy, that goes right along with today's show. So, okay, that's it for this week. Let me know what you think about the ghosts in your life, how you're processing that. 
if you hated this episode, you liked it, it helped you, didn't help you, I'd love to hear from you. Email me, sloanfremont at gmail.com. You can also find me on Instagram at sloanfremont. And if you like the podcast, please remember to subscribe, rate, and review it in iTunes so more people can find it. And now, abracadabra, go forth and create what you speak. Beyond gravestones, try to call